and welcome back to Joygasm, where we talk about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster360, and with me is Steve, Xbox Live Stevenovich, as we spawn episode 54 today, January 6th, 2018. To get the most out of Joygasm, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Just do a search for our podcast. You can also find our podcast on joygasm.tv and soundcloud.com slash joygasmtv. Also for exclusive access and some sweet goodies, check us out at patreon.com slash joygasm. And no matter which platform you use to enjoy the show, please drop us a subscription, thumbs up, or a review. It helps us build awareness, which we appreciate very much. And a big thank you to those who have done so already. We have a bit of a... Well, jungle of a show. Oh my goodness. I was going to say a welcome to the jungle of a, of a show, but Steve beat me to it. <laughs> we got a few little headlines for you in gaming news, and that includes Nintendo, Microsoft, and Naughty Dog before we get to the topic of the day, which will be our Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle movie review. But first things first, Steve, how you doing? Ross, I'm, uh, I'm pizza-fied. I uh, ate my fair share. Of uh, pizza. Did you prefer the pepperoni or the Canadian bacon? Oh, and they're pineapple? both really good. Right? They're both really, really good. Real cheesy goodness. I think I needed to drink something different than water with pizza, though, because something's got to degrease the grease, you know? <coughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not exactly sure if <laughs> Coke is the degreaser you're looking for. Mm. But I got to say, Coke for me is kind of the go-to drink when eating pizza. I haven't had a soda, let alone a Coke, in a long time. Well. I'm just thinking your average brewski might uh, might do it good. Beer and pizza is a good combo. Indeed. Absolutely. Especially if you are of age. <laughs> 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 Sorry for all those who are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ten-year-olds just yeah. Sorry, guys. Falling yeah. off and uh, getting into an alcoholic stupor is probably not the best thing. Not gonna be advocating that on here on Joygasm. No, no, no. That would not Indeed. be good. Not no. be prudent. No. How are you? I'm good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been good. It was fun being able to hang out with you today. Be able to go to the theater. Hmm. Be able to check out the old Jew of the Manji. Indeed. It was uh, it was a nice evening walking out from the theater as well, I must say. It was. Yeah. Nice, nice breeze, nice sky. For the longest time, we, we've been dealing with the uh, frigid cold. Putting on four layers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been like an average of about 24 degrees around here the last week or two. And so today, actually, it warmed up. It felt like it was, what, in the 50s? Yeah, it was, yeah, 50-something. Yeah. I'll take it. It's funny when I get cold, Russ. Like this last time, my uh, my boss was talking to me in the parking lot, and I'm trying to uh, contain my shivering, you know, because I'm a man and I don't get cold. Mm-hmm. And I was so I my hands were good, uh, my jaw was good, not 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 shivering, not shaking. All my bodily shakes went down to my left butt cheek, and that was the only <laughs> that was the only part of me shaking. But uh, you know that was behind me, so no one knows. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I can't say I've ever had a butt cheek 
do all the quivering and shaking <laughs> when I'm cold. It's a, that's, a, that's a first for me to, uh, to hear that. <laughs> it's like my body wanted to say, look, we're going to shiver somewhere. You're telling us not to do it there. So it, <laughs> someplace is going to shiver. <laughs> People walking by, what's wrong with that guy's butt? Yeah, is there something alive in that guy's pants? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's one of those Richard Gear types. <laughs> Relax, it's just my gerbil. Yeah. <laughs> so have you been playing anything lately? Uh no. I oh, have a negatory on the play. Negatory. I did finish season number two of Longmire. How many seasons are there? I think there's five. Okay. And I watched a little more of uh things that are a bit odd. Mm. A bit indifferent, indifferent things mm-hmm. of the second season. Mm-hmm. So I am now at the uh, part where uh, Mike. Mm-hmm. Now, now be careful! Don't give any spoilers away. I've not seen it yet. Can, can you explain oh, it well, in a roundabout you know way, Steve? You said that pretty much everyone on the planet has seen it already, so I can go right ahead. I said the first season of Stranger Things, not the second season. Whatever. So I. So stuff is happening there. (laughs) (laughs) Mike has somewhat accept his fate. Okay. All right. And somebody's um, discovery is now getting a bit out of control. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, a beloved character is beginning to ruffle feathers. So how far into, would you say, like, like which episode number are you? I believe I am on yeah, four or five. I, I'm, yeah. Have you been introduced to Samwise Gamgee? Yes, I have, Ross. Did it put a smile on your face, Steve? It did. And there, there was a scene where he's, uh, this is not really a spoiler, but there's a scene where he's describing how he was when he was younger. Uh-huh. And how now he gets to date the, like the pretty girl in the small town, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, my heart went out to the guy because he was like, I mean, he was just a nice guy, but got picked on a ton. Uh-huh. You know, kind of like people in the in the local high school do with some other people. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but I don't know. I this, the cast is is very well picked for pretty much everybody. Yeah, in there because I can definitely see. I think it's Sean, uh, Sean Austin. Is that his name? Yeah, Sean Austin. Sean Austin. Yeah. Sean Austin. As if you had to ask, Mr. Big Lord of the Rings fan. As if I had to Aston. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, I didn't know if it was Austin or Aston, you know? I think it's, I believe it's it's pronounced Aston, Sean Aston. Okay, there. Well, that's why I I stuttered. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, so... Uh, he was telling that whole story and you could kind of tell that uh, Joyce was going like, hmm, like, you know, not impressed because, you know, naturally some women may be drawn to the alpha male who can kind of take care of himself, not necessarily be the bully. But, you know, so she was kind of like, you know, that's kind of a turn off. And he's like, but no, I'm dating the prettiest girl in town. And uh-huh. she's like, oh, sweet, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad you're, pl- you're playing. I'm glad you're watching that show because it gets better. I don't doubt it, Russ. Every episode so far has been good. Mm-hmm. Did you like seeing the Ghostbusters outfits? I did. That was those were a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. I love that whole Halloween thing. That was funny though. I, that in that episode, that none of the kids in the school 
dressed up, except for them. <laughs> that was pretty funny, actually. They had that kind of uh-oh moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good, Steve. Well, I have not really watched. Have you been playing or anything. watching anything lately, <laughs> Russ? <laughs> A little slow on the uptake there, Steve. <laughs> Besides today, have you been watching anything? I don't think I've watched anything. I'm trying to think of if there Blast has rate. been anything. I <laughs> See, I've been playing a ton. I've been playing a bunch of Last of Us. We were playing Cuphead the other day. Yes, we were. That's Wednesday correct. Wednesday at 9.30 on Twitch. See, yeah. And you got yep. past the uh, the captain boss. You got I got past the captain boss, and you got past the, uh, what was it, the queen bee? No, oh, that we, I couldn't pass the well, queen we, bee. We passed another one. It was the mermaid. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then there was, I think there was like another level or something. Like we're, we're making our way through world three of, of Cuphead. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, I don't know if I did any, I think you did all the, did I? The passing. Was that the, or, did I, did, I forgot who, all I remember was that we passed it. I'm like, <laughs> yes! I just remember a lot of snapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of snapping and a lot of white cracks. Yeah, exactly. Maybe had an attack like they did back in the thirties and forties. But... <laughs> Other than that, though, I have also gotten into more of the Zelda Breath of the Wild, mm. and it's, I'm telling you, it's a really great game. It's its one of those games that, like, it's just, it's easy to pick up and play. It's weird. It's like, if I were to compare it to, say, something like The Witcher, you know, Witcher 3 has some similarities in the sense that it's, it's like an open world. You choose where you want to go. If you want to uh, go after the main story, you can, or if you just want to go off the beaten path and do what you want to do, you can do that also. But... The thing is, is that Witcher is a bit more of a downer of a game. It's a lot more serious. It has a lot more of that mature themes and all that kind of stuff, whereas Zelda is much more of the the charm and you know, lightheartedness and stuff. But there's a place for that, too. And so it's fun to be able to just pick it up and play. And, and, and it definitely encourages the whole exploration side of things. And so I have been able to get off the initial... Um, part of the map. I believe it's, it's called something like the something plateau. It's where you, where you, you begin your whole story and you collect these four different types of, of abilities, which are all great. I mean, like allow you to yeah. throw bombs and you can have magnetism and um, you can like create like blocks of ice out of water and stuff. It's really cool. Kind of like ice cubes. Kind of like ice cubes, but they're a lot larger than the uh, typical ice cube you put in a glass. Overall, though, it's been a lot of fun to be able to kind of bounce back and forth. I'm actually pretty impressed. This is kind of a side note. I'm kind of impressed that I can still remember what button does what for each uh, one of those games. Because <laughs> you're just going back and forth. And uh, usually I'm kind of like having to get a little bit of a, of a ramping up period, if you will. But anyway, that's about all I've been uh, really up to. Wow. You know, since vacation ended, it, oh, you know, sucks. I've had to go back to work. And, and so a lot of the... The time that was normally um, dedicated to said gaming and or watching has been gone back to the to reality, I guess mm. you would say. But having said all that, though, I mean, it's just those games are just terrific to play. And I have many more to uh, keep going on as well. Yeah. Nice. Well, moving right along here. We have 
had the 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 relief i guess you could say of <laughs> the fact that we finally had someone step forward from the round 2 SNES classic mini giveaway in the form of Chris Pelfrey and once again just a just a little congratulations to that good fellow over there the great news about that is that we can finally begin round 3 round of the SNES Classic Mini Giveaway. Steve, what exactly comes Let's see. in round three? Well, Ross, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a SNES. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a wireless controller. There is indeed. And uh, there's, a, there's a book you had me obtain um, with it <laughs> that uh, I wasn't expecting to uh, pick up for uh, the show. Uh-huh. <clears throat> And uh, in that book, <laughs> that was so funny when he, <laughs> the guy asked yeah. you, you want one. You're like, no. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. yes, he does. I'm like, no, Russ, no, I don't. I'm like, I quit holding up the line. Just take it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Throw it in. Uh, so uh, you know what? It's it's uh, it's been a little while, Russ. What's in the book? The book itself is a collector's book. <clears throat> It actually depicts quite a few things in there, including the different stages of development when it came to creating the system Mm -hmm. of the Super Nintendo. So you have the different schematics and the wireframes and the prototypes, that sort of thing, of the system. It also has, I believe, a lot of different art content from the various games that comes with the SNES Classic Mini. So it's definitely something that is a nice addition to having the system. It's going to be one of those little uh, keepsakes. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. You know what? What th- This one means the most, Russ. This is the most valuable of all the three giveaways that we've had. And why is that, Steve? Because I lost sleep. You lost sleep. And I, we, we stood and sat. Mm-hmm. I was going to say stad. <laughs> 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 Two words coming out of my mouth at the same time. Slow down a minute. So we stood out in the rain and I lost sleep for like three or four hours. That we did. To pick this one up. And I think uh, you picked one up because you're like, yeah, I'm going to take it. I love this stuff. And I was like, you're, you're getting one too. I'm like, great. So this this is all my hard <laughs> you know, work, my blood, sweat, and tears. Well, not really. Blood, sweat, and rain. Um, <laughs> His soggy bottoms. Yeah, soggy bottoms. <laughs> uh, no, it's... Go. It's going to be fun. It's a, it's a great thing. I like, you know, I like giving stuff away. Do you like giving stuff away? Steve? Makes me feel great. Makes me feel wonderful. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel excited. I love giving away, Russ. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a percolation going on there. Indeed. The big thing to understand is, is um, of course, to enter, you have to go to twitter.com slash joygasmtv. Twitter. Where you will see a pinned tweet at the top, just like what we've done for the last two giveaways. What you want to do is retweet that tweet. You want to follow at Joygasm TV on Twitter and subscribe to the Joygasm YouTube channel. YouTube. In which the link for that is going to be in the pinned tweet for your convenience. You have to do all three of those things to qualify and be entered into the giveaway. For this particular round three, the last day to enter will be February 9th. And we'll announce the winner here on the Joygasm show on Monday, February 12th, just in time 
for Valentine's Day, just after my birthday, Russ. That's correct. Steve was very close to being a Valentine's baby. I'm full of love. And maybe in certain ways he still is. <laughs> you never know. I was a Cupid baby. However, that's that's a, that's a really fun time because if you win this and you step forward and you claim your prize, man, you and your, your hot little date could play some SNES classic mini <clears> on <throat> Valentine's Day. Or, hey, even if you don't have somebody, well, whatever. You walk away a winner either way. You can play to your heart's content on Valentine's Day. So, do you have any other kind of residual thoughts on that giveaway? No, Russ, you just got me thinking about Valentine's. And, I was going to uh, say, you had a look on your face, and I was like, yeah. uh, do you have something else to add? Or I what? was thinking about Cupid and a little bow and arrow, and then I got to thinking about archery and how it's been a long time since I've shot any bows and arrows. <laughs> Slightly distracted. Wow. Continue. That was like, <laughs> so can I expect to see you naked with some like strategically placed like little fig leaf? Yeah. <laughs> little plastic uh, wings on the back. Uh, you want to shoot some targets? <laughs> you can even still see your left butt cheek quivering in the, in the cold. <laughs> Hey, that guy looks strangely oh, familiar. Man. Like I've seen him somewhere else. Only now he's like almost naked. <laughs> Put something on. You're disturbing the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on here. <laughs> let's get into some gaming news. Nintendo Switch is now the fastest-selling home console in U.S. history. Nintendo announced that the Switch is now the fastest-selling home console in the U.S., shifting. 4.8 million units in 10 months. In a press release, the company said that the figure beat its own record with the Wii, which sold 4 million units in the same period. 60% of U.S. Switch owners own Super Mario Odyssey, and 55% own The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 2018 will include Kirby Star Allies, which is what I'm personally looking forward to, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2, and a new game starring Yoshi. Fans can also expect continued support from major publishers, publishers <laughs> such as EA, Activision, Ubisoft, Capcom, Sega, Take-Two, and Bethesda. I, for one, am not surprised by those numbers at all, considering the fact that 2017 was an extremely good year for the Switch. 2017 was a good year. It was a good year for a lot of reasons, but just the fact that the Switch, I mean, the Switch came out, I believe it was like March. March or April of 2017. And then we got the Zelda game. We got Mario Odyssey. We got Splatoon 2. I mean, there, there's quite a few different ones going on. So, Steve's dancing and gyrating the music <laughs> over here. Oh, we gotta get a camera. Indeed. <laughs> You're talking, I'll dance. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your glow sticks, have fun. <laughs> Uncharted, the Lost Legacy creative director, leaves Naughty Dog. Sean Eskeg, the creative director on Uncharted, the Lost Legacy, is leaving Naughty Dog after seven years with the studio. Quote, seven years ago, I joined the talented team at Naughty Dog on a project still in its infancy, The Last of Us, wrote Eskeg on Twitter. Well, the rest is history. Left behind, Uncharted 4 were fleeting, and Uncharted, the Lost Legacy pushed my creative growth even further. I will miss all my dogs, end quote. Eskeg is potentially moving on to join the team, get this Steve, at Crystal Dynamics to work on its upcoming uh, Avengers game. 
as he recently posted the Avengers logo on Instagram, writing, quote, to new adventures, end quote, in the caption. However, SK hasn't confirmed that this is indeed the case. The reason... Go ahead. Did, did he say dogs, like, with an A-W? No. Okay. I'm dogs is in D-O-G-S. Yeah, I, I just had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss all my dogs! So, did, did we talk about this before, about Crystal D- Dynamics? Uh, I believe we did, Russ. That's one of the things that makes me excited, just because of their reboot of Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider after that. Like, both of those games have been just extremely well done. Yeah. And the fact that they're going to do the Avengers game... I'm curious if they're gonna, if it's going to be like an action RPG or MMO RPG or is it going to be just more of an adventure game? Better be good either way. That's all I have to say. Makes me curious. Maybe we'll see something at E3. Maybe it'll just be a beat 'em up like the classic arcade. You never know. That was a good arcade. <laughs> yes, it was. Well, actually, it wasn't the Avengers. It was X Men. That no, there was an Avengers one. Was it really? Yeah. By, by Konami. Uh, I think it was by Konami. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. I'll have to find a video and post it up on Facebook. Finally, Microsoft discontinues Kinect adapter for Xbox One S and X. If you recall, we had a story a little while back about how they discontinued the actual peripheral, but they were still selling the little adapter. Well, Microsoft has confirmed to Polygon that it has ended production of the Kinect adapter, the USB accessory required to connect the motion sensor to the Xbox One S, Xbox One X, and Windows devices, stating that it is refocusing attention on, quote, higher fan-requested gaming accessories, end quote. Back in October 2017, Microsoft, this is when they announced um, that they had ended production of the Core Connect accessory. At the time, Microsoft stated it would continue to support Connect users, but it would appear that support is also beginning to wind down. So it sounds like for you and I to continue doing our little twitchy twitch thing moving into the future, we'll just have to get ourselves a good old webcam, I think. You know, I have one, Ross. It's about, uh, I don't know, seven years old, but it'll work. Seven years old. <laughs> I think it gets standard definition. <laughs> oh my hey, but you know what? It might be as good of quality as as the Connect. I mean, I'm, come on, that camera is like below standard definition. Xbox One X. The the are the the, the Connect dealio. The Connect, the one that came with the Xbox One. Yes, I'm pretty sure it's uh, a little bit more better than uh, standard definition. Whatever. Well, I think it's about time we get into the old Todd. What do you say, Steve? Uh, let's ride our zebras on into it, Russ. Oh. Having fun with my jaguars. <laughs> I see Steve swinging like the monkeys. I like elephants. So our topic of the day is Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which Steve and I actually saw today. Pretty fun, don't you think? Is it uh, Jumanji? Welcome to the Jungle! Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You probably woke my daughter up by doing that. Way to go. Uh, it's not even the time yet. Time yet. Come on. Watching it with a sharp eye. Well, uh, let's watch the trailer just to refresh ourselves real quick. Because we haven't seen it enough already. <laughs> I found something. You gotta check this out. He plays board games anymore. 
Yo, what's this? Jumanji. Pick a character and you're that person in the game. Bethany, you in? I don't spend my life staring at a TV screen. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> oh my god! Where's my hair? Where's the rest of me? Oh my god, we're in different people's bodies! Bethany, don't look at it! No! I'm an overweight middle-aged man. Wait a second, where's my phone? Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. I think we've become the avatars we chose. Welcome to Jumanji! This is a video game, which means we each have three lives. Let's go! I'm Alex. Watch your step in here. So gnarly. We can help each other. We all have special skills. Weakness. None. I hate this game. Everybody else got good stuff. Weakness? Cake. Yes, cake is my weakness. You're a real good weapons valet. What is that? I think it means you carry my weapons and give them to me when I tell you to. Don't let this new body get your butt whooped. <laughs> We have to work together. Oh! I think it's a staring contest. Who's good at staring and not blinking? I'm amazing at it. I like can't even with this place. I'll carry you, come on! I would rather die. Get on my back! Nope, I'm going to die. Let me go! this? Found cake. Cake? Isn't that your weakness? Something happening to me? Am I, am I shaking? Am I still black? Yes. Okay, we're fine. Everything is fine. It's all good. Jumanji. So, <clears throat> I figured we could... Just start off with some high-level thoughts and then get down into uh, it. Let's do it, Rod. So this was a film that when we were looking at early on in 2017, we were checking out the trailer for just for mm -hmm. reactions. And it was one that I was looking forward to seeing. It wasn't one that was like like super crazy high on the list, but it, it definitely struck something inside me where I was like, man, I think that'd be a fun movie to go see. And I know at the time you were a bit more skeptical, I guess you could say, about, about the movie itself. So... I think it struck the uh, the Guns N' Roses chord oh, in you, Russ. That's what it was. It did. But now that I've seen it, um, what'd you think? I thought it it, it lacked the um, abundance of jungle life like the first one did. You know, like the it kind of. They went into Jumanji as opposed to Jumanji coming out into, you know, regular life. Wasn't the first movie, like, the first half was in Jumanji and then the second half actually, like, Jumanji came into the real world? I, I seem to remember, like, there was a scene where there was, like, this huge stampede of, like, all these animals that were going across some neighborhood and, like, a car got crushed by an elephant or something. Oh, yeah, there was, like, ton, like monkeys everywhere. Yeah, rhinoceros. Because Robin Williams came out of Jumanji or something, right? Like, I think the first half actually was in the game, and then I can, I'll have to rewatch that again. It's yeah. been a long time. Yeah. But, yeah, so you're basically saying that in terms of just how much wildlife 
actually was present. It was kind of few and far between. Right. Yeah. yeah. This was, you know, the, you can obviously tell they, they had a more video game feel to it. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, your little you know, small quest in the jungle having to do with animals and, and traps, you know, Indiana Jones style. Uh-huh. Um, but every once in a while, like they, you would have to deal with wild animals at their most beefiest, you know, state. Um, but otherwise it was a bunch of other stuff mixed in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like, uh, the rock in it. I thought he did a great job mm-hmm. with his expressions and acting like, um, a nerd and a beefcake body. Oh, you know? he did so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> um, yeah. I, you know, Nah, I'll go into that in spoilers. Yeah, you, what did you think of it there, Ross? What was your high-level thoughts? I thought it was a fun movie. I, I was glad to see that just from the trailer, you know, from back when we were first looking at it to now, I, I still left the theater with that same type of, of reaction. I'm just like, oh, it was just a fun movie. You know, it wasn't something that was supposed to be deep. It was just a popcorn flick that you go in and have some laughs and just see what's going on and even though it was completely, you know, from a, just a kind of a overarching outline standpoint, it was predictable. You you knew they were going to make it out alive and that sort of thing. But I got to say that there were actually a few instances throughout the film where I actually didn't know that was that particular thing was going to happen. And so it just, I think that's what made it um, partially enjoyable as well for me. Just, just, you know, having certain things go on that were just, I don't know. I, I was expecting it to go one way and then it went the other. I think one of the other biggest selling points of the success of this film to me was just the chemistry. Like the chemistry of the actors were just great. I mean, you could tell they were having fun doing the film and they were having fun just being these characters because it's, I don't know, like, like the whole notion that they are actually portraying avatars of these high school kids. I don't know. I could see how that could be a lot of fun because you're not, you know, the rock's not playing the rock. He, like you said, he's playing like this nerdy kid and Kevin Hart is playing this foot, this football player. And, um, just some of the, the, the situations that they find themselves in. It was just fun. It was just, I don't know. I just like that a lot. I do share the same observation that you had, which was just, I found that the jungle was actually quite dead of any kind of wildlife. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was just a, a whole lot of foliage and trees and <laughs> big leaves, lots of bushes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like just you know, the, the 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 villain was. I actually like the guy who played the villain. Uh, I think his name is Bobby something or other. Um, oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah, Bobby something. Rather. He was on Boardwalk Empire, which was an HBO TV show that I watched. Uh, it was really good. He was a great bad guy. <laughs> Anyway, in the in this particular film, um, I mean, it was cool to see him, but he he just kind of filled whatever was necessary for it. But yeah, I would say at, at a high level, though, I thought it was just a you know just a like I said, fun popcorn type of flick. So one of the things that I thought was a bit of a surprise was that the uh, the girl that plays Martha, mm-hmm. who's the avatar um, in the in the movie. She's actually from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I think she plays correct. Nebula. Right. I had no idea. Like I had no idea whatsoever until I checked out IMDb, and I think it's just because obviously as Nebula, she's bald. You know, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't have any hair, and so then you, you, you're looking at her in this film, and you're thinking, 
Well, is this a newcomer or who is this? It was the way she was speaking was I, uh, tricking my mind, thinking I've seen that. You know, the way she would pronounce certain words. I'm like, no, I've seen that somewhere before. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And she was great, too. I think one of the things that makes the movie unique, especially for Joygasm, is the sense that the, like the movie itself, the whole premise is that they're playing a video game. Right. And so they're living in this this world. Did you feel a sense of just consequence and gravity when they realized that they only had three lives each and that like at the end of that, then they would actually die in real life? Uh, I, I did. Um, I mean, I thought, wait, it's not modern because modern, you just like continue or reclone yourself, you know, like Halo style, come right back in, you know? Uh, so I thought, hey, it's kind of old school with three lives. That's it. Which it was. I mean, the system modeled right. itself after more of an old school uh, video games console, but. Oh, give it away, Rust. Yeah. No, no. Pre-spoiler. It's, it's in the trailer, oh, Steve. Oh, okay, yeah, you yeah. see it playing the <laughs> controller. <clears throat> but anyway, it's, I, I liked a lot of that. I liked how you could tell that the, the director and, and crew were, definitely trying to recreate some of the, the pillars of gaming as a whole. Like I loved a lot of the, just the, the character stats and stuff. I liked how like they just kind of came up and you're like reading about it. I don't know for me personally, sitting in the audience, I found myself kind of getting more into the film. Cause I'm like, okay, yeah. So his stats are, he's, this is what's his weakness and what's this, you know? And it's just, I thought that was a little bit too basic though. I mean, it was obvious like Dwayne, Johnson was going to be the muscle of the group and the chick was going to be at me, the martial artist, but like no one else had any decent abilities besides reading a map and carrying stuff. Like, you know, give them some more abilities. You know, they got, they got to be cooler in other ways. Well, and some of that has to just have to do with like just the, the comedy of it. Right. It's like, it's, if everybody has like these super serious abilities, then you lose opportunities for the humor to come into play. So just some of the, the humor of like, um, Kevin Hart's character, for instance, in real life in high school, he's like this, you know, popular right. football player. But yeah. in, in the game, it's like he's utterly just, just, just this like weapon chauffeur or, or not chauffeur, but valet. <clears throat> Things like that, I thought were 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 pretty fun to to look at. But tell me some more of your thoughts about the movie, Steve. Well, I thought the villain was kind of forgettable. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he. He was just like the bad guy, you know, but nothing really special. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did think the characters were, you know, that some of the high school characters were a little bit cookie cutter in a way. Um, nothing too, too strong. But again, popcorn movie. The first act to me didn't seem very funny. Uh, actually the first and second act, then like the last half of the movie, the, the third and fourth act, then it started getting more funny for me. Uh, but I, well, for a while there, I was sitting down looking at you and you're like, Oh, it's funny. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's not funny. <laughs> uh, but that you rust, if you want to get into spoilers, I get into spoilers, but that's my high level thoughts. High level thoughts. Well, we, we, we can get into some spoilers here. Um, where would you like to begin? Let's talk about costumes, Ross. Costumes? <laughs> what would you like to talk about that? <laughs> uh, well, what'd you think? Of costumes? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Steve has a case of the, uh... <clears throat> 
facetiousness over there. Uh, in terms of the costumes, I mean, the costumes were just kind of your, your run of the mill type stuff. I mean, there, there's nothing that was standout. It was, it was just kind of your standard safari oriented jungle adventurer type <laughs> stuff. So nothing. I mean, was there something that, that stood out to you in particular? Or? Not particularly. I mean, they weren't bad, but they weren't good. But the costumes to me went well with the script uh, for everyone's character and people who, if they were playing the game, they would ask each other the same questions that they were asking in the movie. Um, like the girl asking herself, why is she wearing short shorts and a midriff shirt while she's in the jungle with, you know, so many, you know, poisonous plants and poisonous bugs and whatnot. Mm. You got to protect yourself. And she's in, you know, skimpy clothes. Um, and then, you know, Jack Black's character, uh, of course, is in the, the old, his little scientist kind of outfit with the bow tie, whatever, mm-hmm. scruffy beard. Um, what did you think of Jack Black's performance? It was it was good. I I the, the movies I've seen Jack Black in, he's either like you know School of Rock style, or or way out there. You know, um, uh, oh, what's that movie that uh, Nacho Libre? You mm-hmm. know that kind of comedy. Yeah, but he doesn't really act like a girl or act feminine in any movie I've seen. He's usually very, very sarcastic or over the top. Uh-huh. Uh, so this was the first time I've seen him act in, in, in this manner. And that I think he pulled it off pretty well. I mean, he, he had all the lines down. You can yeah. tell you. <laughs> he had been practicing those lines quite a bit. If anyone could tackle that, it would be him. And actually it reminds me too of like back in Tropic Thunder, he was in that as well. Um, only he was, obviously he was playing a little bit of a different character, but still it was fun to see Jack Black kind of in that jungle setting again. And he's totally owned up to that performance. I thought it was just great how he was able to just pull that off. <clears throat> now in terms of Kevin Hart, what'd you think of, of what he did? I thought he was really just all these considered pretty funny. I mean, like a lot of the, 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 the short jokes and stuff. I mean, that's kind of his shtick. Like he's, he always pokes fun at himself about that, but yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart, I think would just, is just Kevin Hart, you know, pretty much whatever he's in, <laughs> which is not necessarily a bad thing, but, <clears throat> um, he, he added definitely, you know, comic relief to the movie and, and it was clean comedy, which I, I appreciated. Uh, I liked how animated everybody was. Yeah. There was a lot of physical humor in this film from, I mean, yeah, Jack Black, you kind of expect it because Jack Black is a comedian, but in terms of, I mean, even based on what he had to do, like act like a girl, like that was, I think that that takes a certain level of energy as well, but just from Dwayne Johnson and, um, oh, what was, what was her name? Uh, I always forget. I always want to call her Nebula, but it's not Nebula. It's uh, Karen Gillan. Even she, like, like during the that whole scene where she's, she's trying to learn how to be sexy and how to, like, flirt and woo and stuff like that. Just a lot of the stuff that she was doing with her face. It was just, I don't know, it was just fun to see someone be able to kind of poke fun at that. <laughs> and I like, too, how, you know, speaking of that, I, I really did appreciate how they did poke fun at some of the stereotypes or some of the, the things you get used to in gaming. Like you always have the, the cliche of like um, some hot girl who's scantily clad who, you know, under nor- no circumstances would, would the girl dress that way if right. her life was in danger. Right. Um, but then turning it on its ear and like having that whole scene where like, she's trying to like learn how to be this like sexy way. And I don't know, like, like that sort of stuff was, was just a lot of fun. What I thought was fun was is uh, 
the NPCs. Yeah, that was another cool um, component of the film. <laughs> that was that was probably that was pretty smart. Where they're like trying to communicate with all the NPCs, and they're thinking, okay, these people are real. We're just all caught in here at the same time. Uh-huh. And so they'll they'll ask him like, well, can you just drive us to the Jaguar or whatever? <laughs> he's uh-huh. like just not responding because he's not programmed to do that, you know. And then uh, when when uh, what's her face, it, Martha, Martha, I think it was Martha, mm-hmm. he's trying to seduce those guards. They're not programmed to like normal guy thinking and so they're like what are you doing here and are you alone so uh-huh. yeah. and she's just trying to do her best and she ends up just you know beating him up uh i i thought that was pretty clever yeah no that was really good uh did you have any moments of just more of a of a sober almost like kind of a uh-oh kind of a moment i know i did when um the pilot got bit by the mosquito I figured that was going to happen at some point. Okay. I mean, they, they gave us that in the beginning and, and I knew that was going to happen at some point. I knew that I, I didn't, I didn't see I, yeah, I guess I kind of did. I knew someone was going to either like lose a life and they're going to have to do, do something to try and save them, you know, give them health, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, because that's just the video game thing. And so you, you did find yourself thinking as a gamer, like how would you survive this? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For how sure. would you survive that? Yeah. Uh, mostly because in, in gaming, I'm usually either offering support or I'm just going out guns blazing, mm-hmm. you know? So... I thought this is a comedy and they're not going to kill off these kids. I mean, what kind of mood is that going to set even in a comedy movie? So I thought, yeah, it's not going to happen. They're going to figure something out. One of the things that I did appreciate about the film was how they took the time to make it more of a, like an accessible film, like watching Dwayne Johnson constantly like, like kind of poking at his muscles and be like, Oh my gosh, look how size it. Like not in like an egotistical way, but just, I don't know, like very self-conscious, like this is like clearly an avatar kind of thing. I don't know. And, and also like if you had the Jumanji drums that were banging, they would all kind of like listen at it and, and make comments about it. I just, I appreciated all of the different like side comments they had to say about any given situation that they were in or whatever. Like I just, it wasn't like one of those comedies where they just glossed over everything and they just went from one place to the next. It was actually really fun to be able to see certain moments that just, I don't know, like like people like you and I, like we would make those types of comments if we were there. I'm glad that they took the time to be able to put that in there. You know, I'm glad they had one, one moment where, um, it it wasn't played out the best, but I've been in (laughs) these circumstances before in a game. And I know you have too, where, uh, you're obviously a better player and you need to accomplish something in the game, but that might mean sacrificing another player to accomplish what you're <laughs> trying to do. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, you know, they, they dropped the jewel. Yeah. And then, so they were trying to, you know, land, you know, get the helicopter low enough so that he, he can pick it up. But his, and the way that the, the film played out is the rock should have jumped down and ran because that he's fast. Right. That, that was his ability. And uh-huh. instead he sacrifices Kevin Hart. And then he just jumps out of the helicopter and picks up the diamond. And be like, okay, I got it. Okay. He's dead. You know, sort of thing. I was a little surprised by that I'm too. Like, I was like, whoa, that was a little, uh, little cost, a little, a little, not caustic, but a little uh, calloused. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes when you're playing games and you know exactly what needs to be done, you just do it. 
And so the, 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 the game ends and the level's complete and you all get credit at the end. So, and you can look at it both ways. I did think it was a bit interesting how they decided to go with a video game this time around instead of a, a board game. And it was interesting how in the beginning of the movie, how even the, the kid from 1996, he sits there and he goes, man, who plays board games anymore? And I was thinking to myself, well, everybody does. I mean, board games, especially like the classic Monopoly, Shoots and Ladders, all those, what, the life game, whatever. You always have certain classic games that are just timeless that no matter which generation you're a part of, you're going to play it at least once or twice or something. Obviously, when you're in high school, you kind of gravitate away from that. You're playing more of the the gaming side of things. But what was your thought about how Jumanji as a, a game itself turned into a gaming system? How it, it could almost like, it was almost as if like it, it heard what this teenager said, had to say and then had to like repurpose itself almost to like make it m- more appealing to get people to play it. Yeah. I, the game Jumanji is alive in itself. I mean, or at least it spawns life. So it had to be alive. It's its own entity. Its own entity. Uh, I don't know about making plastics and, you know, cables and and whatnot, but, you know, I went with it. It was part of the movie, but it had to adapt to the culture or else it would have been forgotten. Yeah. Because a lot of folks, and this might be a point too, is when you multiplayer online, no one's sitting next to you on the couch, right? You're not plugging in your systems and playing 16 player Halo Slayer. Mm-hmm. You know, where you have 16 people in your house yelling at each other and cursing at each other and then, you know, having a grand old time. You're having people at their own houses or across the world playing the same game. So there's some camaraderie that's lost versus a board game where you all have to be there. You're forced to be there and you're forced to talk to each other and you're forced to ask each other questions or, or do whatever the instructions of the game ask you to do. Mm-hmm. And these people were all fine people, but they just stuck to their friend groups in high school, the way people kind of do and didn't even think about being friends with the other person. We're mm-hmm. giving them a shot. So in a way, the board game, uh, even though it, it fixed itself, and made it a video game, it forced people to communicate and to coexist and to, um, <clears throat> I guess, um, look, I'm trying to find the right word, um, adapt. Yeah, and I don't know if that was necessarily the, the purpose of the game Jumanji, as much as it would be more of a kind of a secondary effect. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the purpose of the game to do that, but that's what well, that's the ultimately what happened. We need to watch the first Jumanji movie again because it's been a long time since I've seen it. But it, for some reason, it strikes me as like the the game itself. I don't know. I almost compare it to Loki in a sense that it's it's a it's a very mischief oriented entity that just, you know, tries to ensnare you into whatever kind of, I don't know, world or whatever it is where like you're, you're put through trial and tribulation and that sort of thing. And then by the time you get out of it, then all of a sudden you have a a different perspective or like you said, like you have different relationships that have been forged or bonded as a result of it. But yeah, there, there, there seems to be kind of this, you know, don't get, don't get snared back in by Jumanji and whoever, plays Jumanji 
when they're done with it, they always try and get rid of it or, or destroy it. And in this case, we see that it eventually makes its way back into the hands of another unsuspecting victim. <laughs> so what are your kind of thoughts? But, but no more, Ross, because they destroyed it at the end. What ha- Do you recall what happened to the board game at the end of the first Jumanji? Did they put it inside a chest or something? Or Yeah, I thought they, they locked it away. Okay. But they didn't destroy it. We'll, we'll just need to take a little look-see at it, because I'm curious about that, too, about, like, hey, how how that go about? But, yeah, in this one, they did destroy it. However, if they make a third one, I'm sure that Jumanji will find a way back. <laughs> It'll pull all its pieces back together, just like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really remember too much about the soundtrack, other than those drums playing every now and then. Was, I mean, it was, I guess it was kind of standard fare, right? Yeah, it was, it was, I think it was a little bit better than standard fare. Um, I wouldn't go out and buy the soundtrack, but it was definitely entertaining. It was more than just... A lot of symbols during the the action sequences, uh, but it, it was all it was fun. I don't really have. I mean, really, when I think about it, like just the the storyline, it, it's a family film. Mm-hmm. It's one of those films where, like, if my daughter was like six years old or eight years old, it'd be a fun film to take her to because. It's just it's just one of those types of, of movies that that'd be fun. For, it'd be fun for the whole family, but I think the 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 strongest aspect to the film that I liked a lot again was just it was the chemistry and the humor combined because it was just you could tell they had scenario after scenario. Okay, how do we get past this part? How do we get past this part? And I think also because I'm a gamer, I responded positively to just the different situations themselves. Like what you're talking about with like the NPCs, how like, <laughs> like, like with a guy selling pound cake or whatever, you know, and just how they didn't really have um, a self-awareness of what was going on. They were just going through the motions, but because they, they look like real life people, it's like you kept both the characters in the movie and myself as a viewer, I kept having to remind myself, oh yeah, these aren't real people. These are just NPCs. I didn't get why he has a weakness to cake. Like cake made him blow up. That was like a, a one small joke in the film, but like it wasn't even that funny. I don't know. Like, yeah, that cake. was one of the more what? weaker ones. You know what? Um, and what else is Kevin Hart was supposed to carry around this weapon bag and they clearly identified it as a weapon bag. And then all he pulled out of it, weapon-esque, was a boomerang. That's true. Like I was thinking, okay, what else do you have? Okay, you have bolt cutters. Okay, what weapon do you have? I thought they're going to pull out something crazy and they never did. That's a very astute observation because I was thinking the same thing. Like that was a great opportunity for them to really have fun with like kind of the mystery bag. Yeah. Like what else could there possibly be in there? I thought it was going to be like some Santa bag or something like, (laughs) you know, you can pull out some bazooka, but I mean, you don't see it because it's just one small backpack on him, you know? (laughs) Having the the jokes like, how are you able to carry all that? He's like, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. It was a bit of a a wasted opportunity because like like you said, it was just like there was a boomerang, which he used like one time. One time. Like that could have been another fun joke too to do throughout the film where like they keep using the boomerang and like somehow the boomerang is able to save them through like a completely different manner each time and to the point where like, my gosh, this boomerang is awesome. Yeah. Did you uh, realize that the further they progressed in the, the game, the more the map opened up and showed more pictures. Yeah. Kind of like in, in regular games. When uh-huh. you're, like, you're not going to show you anything because it's at the fog of war uh-huh. until you discover it. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that you could tell that the like I said, the people who were making the film definitely took pointers from the gaming community in that sense where like they could they could kind of have fun with it and that sort of thing. I actually do I also like too how each character had their own strengths from the standpoint of like, like Jack Black, for instance, was the only one who could actually see the map on the page. Like no one, like to everyone else, it looked like a blank piece of, I guess it was parchment or something, but I don't know. I thought that was cool because it could just, it helped to reinforce the notion of how each character was valuable to the overall team. And I thought that was cool. I also like too, how the other guy who was the pilot, wasn't able to get out of there unless he had the whole team there with him. And so he was just the, the whole notion of him being stuck there for 20 years. Like that was another sobering moment in the film where it's like, man, that's a long time to be stuck in a place like this, especially with one life left. Yeah. I, th- I thought it would be cool to get an extra life somehow. That would have been cool. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, for example, if you did something charitable to somebody else in the game, instead of just focusing on your own quest to save your own skin, then you would get an extra life. Uh, you know, something like that. That would have been pretty neat. Yeah, I agree. What uh, are some criticisms that you have of, of the movie? Well, first and foremost, I thought constructive the, the criticism, Steve. Constructive criticisms. Okay. Well, let me think about that for a second, Rush, because like I was going to say that the, the 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 characters were a little cookie cutter. Yeah. Um, criticisms. I thought that being a video game, there should have been more video game stuff in there. Uh, what do you want to see? E- effects, for example more effects, more abilities, because when you play a game, like if you throw a punch or uh, you, you you make some crazy leap across something, um, you have a ton of crazy abilities in games that should be transposed into the movie because they're playing the game. Mm-hmm. And all you saw was him throw the boomerang um, and him kind of punch people around. I mean, you, yeah, there was one guy who was like throwing up way high in the air, but that was about it. And I thought, okay, are they, are they going for the real life or are they going for the video game? Because if they're going for the video game, then I, th- I thought there, was, there should be a lot more stuff added in there. It would have been nice if they had a scoreboard at the end of each level. <clears throat> See who had the most points. True. Just as like kind of like a little side thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who had the most kills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then again, that, that's a fine rope they would have to walk because if they overdid it, then it would take away from the movie. Sure. I wanted to see more villains because we had guys on motorcycles and then we had wild animals being mm-hmm. wild animals. And I, I thought, okay, well, you have anything else? Because if you, as you progress in a level, you're going to get stronger and stronger baddies. Right. Well, and I don't feel like as though we really knew enough of the antagonist either. Like, was he just manifested to be an antagonist for the Jumanji game or was he someone who was also caught in there as well? I mean, they, they had the backstory initially in the film, but other than that, it's like, you really didn't know anything. Speaking of the backstory, that was a nice touch. <laughs> he's like, what, what's happening right now? Oh, this is what's called a cutscene. where yeah. you're still playing the game, but you're not <laughs> playing the game. Uh huh. Man, I can, I remember as a kid, we used to 
really enjoy the cutscenes. Matter of fact, we still do, but we would invite friends over to play PlayStation and, and Sega and whatever, and they wouldn't be as into the games as we were. Right. And so the cutscene would start, and we we would think, okay, this is really cool. He's gonna watch this, and they'd go, ah, start button, A button, skip it. We're like, oh, that was a good part. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that <laughs> very vividly. Well, how many stars would you give this film? I would probably. I, I walked out of the theater feeling good. I didn't feel bad. I felt good. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted it to be funnier and I wanted some more uh, game stuff in, in, in the movie. So I, I I would probably say two and three quarter. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I give it three stars. Yeah. I was thinking of three, but I just, I, I wanted to laugh more because it's a comedy. I wasn't laughing that much, but I still felt good. Like I said, so. Okay. Fair I still enough. was entertained. Well, let me ask you this. Since you saw the film, did it change your perspective of it since the time that you saw the, the trailer for the first time? Like, did, did you walk away going, oh, that was actually better than I thought? Or was it the same or worse? It was about the same. Okay. Uh, I did think that, uh, I, I did appreciate the, the trailer more because this trailer did not show all, all the good parts of the movie. Right. Like so many trailers of 2017. Uh-huh. So it made me appreciate the trailer more, but... Um, it, it was it was what I expected, but a little bit more than that. A little bit more than what I expected. Okay. Well, I believe that about does it for this episode. Be sure to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and subscribe to get the most out of the show. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on soundcloud.com slash joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central Time. And until next time, happy gaming, everybody. Say goodbye, Steve. Goodbye!